Welcome to Social Media Blues, a podcast for those who struggle with social media but can't afford to get out of it. I am your hostess, Elsa Figueroa, and this is today's episode. Welcome to Social Media Blues. Today is Thursday, August 15th, and yay, it's a day, I guess. <laughs> it's been kind of a strange week for me um, because I was sick, sick last week, and so this week has been kind of like getting back in the groove. It kind of goes like that for me, where I get sick, and then it just takes me a few days to just sort of get back to regular levels. And actually, that whole process led me to think about, you know, certain things and, and to the topic for today. So I'm hoping to share some of those insights with you. Um, so um, what's exciting, though, um, just want to share one exciting thing and one disappointing thing in every episode. So one exciting thing is that I discovered this great book that you can read in a day or just do some bathroom reading with. Um, it's called Ignore Everybody and 39 Other Keys to Creativity by Hugh MacLeod. And I've actually posted a quote on my um, Instagram page. So you can check that out. And it's just great. It's for, I, I think anybody who's mildly creative or just wants to do some sort of entrepreneurial or creative project definitely needs to read it because it's so true it's everything that he says and it's so real he just goes into it in a such a very real way very down to earth so you know um i'm so glad i found it and i read it in a day but i'm probably going to reread it you know as many times as i want so yeah it's, it's a great book for that and the other thing is that i will be traveling this week i leave um tomorrow friday in the afternoon i'm going to new mexico i go there every year for a, re a dance retreat with my teacher mira betts um it's for a whole week it's in the middle of nowhere in new mexico and it's just beautiful and amazing just in the desert the town is called carson um it's a very small town with very small population um but you know it's great and then we get a day off on wednesday which um is our day to just go to the spa to the retreat center with the thermal waters at ojo caliente so i'm looking forward to that i already booked my massage and everything and one disappointing thing hmm I actually can't think of anything right now. Um, I guess the only thing is that, um, you know, Puerto Rican politics are complicated, let's just say. Let's just say that. Let's just go with that. Okay, so about today. Um, so before I start, and, and also related to this topic, um, I wanted to check in about my social media process. Um, a few weeks ago, I did a three-part series about discovering my social media process for coming up with a plan to develop social media content and create a calendar, create a content calendar that works for me. So it was kind of an ambitious project because I was addressing many areas at the same time. I wanted to develop 
sort of visual um, personality, a color palette, still very much in process, still very much developing that and discovering it, but I'm just kind of having fun tweaking and discovering a few things. And actually I arrived at one for social media blues. And so, you know, I just settled on a couple colors, a couple templates, and it just makes everything easier. It just, you know, takes all the guesswork and all the thinking, overthinking out of it. Mm. So um, I think that um, in the process of discovering that for my studio space, not there yet, but we'll see. The other thing I also did actually that I forgot to mention is that I signed up for Social Curator and this is a service that provides for a monthly fee of $37, you can um, get basically pre-curated content every month. I still haven't gotten my content because I just started, but I'm looking forward to that and I'll definitely let you know how that how that's going. I'm using an app called Over, which is just like a gazillion templates. Um, and I'm using that and actually I'm having a lot of fun with that. And I normally use Canva a lot, but I think over because it's it's mostly templates for social and it's 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 just very um, sort of bleeding edge, let's say in terms of design, like it's very it's very up to date. So in terms of you know design trends, and it also gives you tips and articles and things like that. So I found it very helpful. So um, I'm going to keep using it and, and discovering things there. So um, I, I encourage you to, to, to check that out. So anyway, regarding my social media process, um, I wanted to check, about that, check in about that because I sort of left it in the air and I, I did develop a whole content calendar. I did not stick to the entire month. Let me just start off by that it's not it, it wasn't as easy as just deciding what content to post on each day and writing out a very specific calendar because one of the hurdles I came across was that when the day came to create the posts I would totally hate some of the ideas that I had or for example, one of the things that I did was that I included in my content calendar information or promo information about an event that fell through. So that would no longer applied. So I had to come up with new ideas and then I, I got stuck again in the process. And one of the things that happened was that I started posting a lot of content related to belly dance, but I don't want the space to be promoted as just a belly dance academy. So I'm having that, that struggle. And I think I talked about that in the, in the series that I want to attract people who also want to rent the space and also want to attract potential partners that might want to teach regular classes. So I'm kind of in that in that space right now. I think I'm getting better at it. I definitely simplified the wording um, on on my on the bio and on Facebook. I changed some of the profile images so as to highlight the space more because I want it to be more about the space. And yes, this is a there's a belly dance academy here, but the space is actually for so much more. So I'm in that process still. I'm 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 teasing it out. I'm not 
it's kind of messy I'm not there yet but I'm getting somewhere I'm, I'm, I'm not lost in the fog anymore I have a direction so I'm excited about that and I've been posting more consistently uh, yesterday I did all the posts that I that I um, set out to do so I'm excited about that we'll see about today I already pre-wrote some of them Ideally, I would like to have the content pre-written and pre-already, pre you know, prepared before the week starts, but um, it was just kind of rough. The weekend, I was still getting over my my um, stomach flu, and so it was, it was difficult to concentrate on doing things, and that's kind of what this episode is about. So... Um, I learned that I overdo things because I think I have this sense of unfinished things all the time that never leaves me and I don't think I'm alone in that regard. I think a lot of us feel like there's so many little things that we need to address and because we are exposed to so much more information nowadays than we were in the past, in the previous century. Um, it just seems like much more of our lives is incomplete. So maybe you got it all together in terms of workouts and fitness, but then financially, you know, it's still a mess. Or you got things locked down in terms of your finances, but then your nutrition could be better. Or maybe you haven't completed all the, you know, college education that you wanted to complete or maybe you want to have kids or get married or you have this project in the back burner that's been, you know, rattling around in your head for years and years and you've never really sat down to do it or, you know, there's this photography less course or this drawing course that you wanted to take forever and you've never gotten around to doing that or maybe you need to put your, you know, your paperwork in order or your house in order or whatever. So there's all this stuff that's constantly rattling around your head that's unfinished and that's only the big things. Um, then there's the, all the other little things. So I need to remember to do the laundry tomorrow because I won't be able to do it on the weekend. And then, oh, there's the, you have to buy cat food or I have to make an appointment with the doctor. All these little things that we're constantly managing and we're managing really the resource of time and energy. Sure, money. But mostly it's a lot of, a lot of it is time and energy because more money means having to spend less time and energy getting things done. If I have more money, then I can pay someone to clean my house and I don't have to do it. If I have more money, then I can buy a car and drive to places instead of taking public transportation and so on and so forth. There's many ways in which it's very clear that money is uh, time is money and time is energy as well. So um, because our energy is finite and our strength is finite, um, then it becomes kind of this tug of war between managing time and energy and money. So um, in I, I listened to, to this religiously to um, this podcast that has been so transformational for me. And yes, he's kind of a life coach, business coach, and 
this is one of those examples where this is someone that's given a lot of value without taking any of your money. Her name is Carla Lowenthal. She has a podcast called Unfuck Your Brain. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it, um, especially if you're struggling with feeling, you know, down and depressed and... and um, or like you're struggling with some ideas and about failure and, and how you feel about yourself. So she, in a couple, a couple episodes back, she talked about perfectionist fantasies. And that's when you sit and you make all these crazy plans and schedules that are not realistic. And you think, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to start. I've done this many times. The turning on your leaf radical change transformation Monday I will get up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to work out for an hour and then I'm going to have a smoothie for breakfast and then I'm going to do this and this and this and you know it becomes this thing just thinking about it becomes overwhelming Sunday night I'm already so anxious about it that I cannot deal with it so you know, the, the plan falls through even before I started. Or maybe I do it for a one day and I am so exhausted from having to force myself into a position that I'm not used to or do things that are very hard all at once that I can't do it, you know, another day or I get sick, right? So, um... You, you end up dropping everything after trying to do it all because you're exhausted and you're resentful and you don't want, you hate everybody. So it all becomes too overwhelming. And I think um, there's a lot of language, especially in, you know, in advertising and, and we see it a lot in social media about transform your life. And I talked about it last week a little bit. It's about this whole message of transformation and radical change and just you know throwing everything out and starting a new page and hardly anything ever gets accomplished that way <laughs> most of the time it, the, the the changes happen in a very boring very non-dramatic non-movie montage kind of way well, we all want the movie montage. So one of the things Kara teaches is that you need to practice changing your thoughts so that you can actually make changes. And it's not enough to recognize that you have a problem that you want to solve and then going cold turkey or full force in trying to solve it, right? So you want to start working on more than, you know, you start by something very doable. I have learned that sometimes it's the small, tiny little actions done consistently that actually matter rather than the big gesture. I try to tell this to my belly dance students. Don't think about it like you're going to do one hour of training every day because then you end up doing one hour of training one day in a month and then you don't train. You never practice again. So I'd rather you do five minutes every day or less, a minute than trying to do one hour, you know, once in a blue moon. It just amounts for much, for a lot more. So if you never exercise and you want to exercise more and you make it a habit to get up in the morning and do 10 push-ups and 10 squats and 15 squats, that might seem like very little and, might I, and I might as well do nothing, but that's better than zero and it's a start, right? So it's 
it's kind of hard to say no to like, okay, it's 10 push-ups and 15 squats. It'll be over in like 20 seconds. I mean, come on. Um, well, maybe not 20 seconds, but you know what I mean? A minute, you know, take me a minute, one minute. So, you know, you start there and then eventually that becomes so easy that you can add more and so on and so forth. So start from, you know, the base, something that you can't say no to. I think I've I mentioned this before. What can't you say no to? So the little actions, they compound, but uh, again, they need to be doable and not feel like a huge effort and sacrifice so that you can maintain them. And yeah, it doesn't feel heroic if you get up in the morning and do 10 push-ups and 15 squats for like a month. You know, it doesn't feel heroic at all or like you're making anything super big. But eventually it will add up to something big. So sometimes I get stuck in this mental loop trying to figure out what the best use of my time is. I have too many things to do, too many things to address. I want to address them all because I want the feeling of getting it done. I want to feel accomplished. The irony is that I never do feel accomplished because there's always more things. And also in the prioritization process, trying to optimize my time, I waste time. Because I'm just sitting there charting maps in my head, I'm making plans, trying to figure out the most efficient route and not actually doing anything. So I've gotten into the habit now of telling myself when I find myself in that state where I'm just sitting there planning in my head, just get up and do something, anything. Do the dishes, untangle your hair, clean the cat litter. In the process of doing, everything starts to flow a little better. So um, last week I spoke about the hashtag Boss Babe Life and how some people are trying to sell a lifestyle in order to attract more customers to their business coaching programs. They paint this picture of freedom and joy that only shows you the bright side of owning a business. And part of the problem with this is that people don't get all the little complications and processes involved in having a business. And, you know, even if they do start the business and you know, they start coming across these complications um, when they start looking at this messaging on social media, they feel like something's wrong, like they're doing something wrong because I don't look just like full of joy and bright like that person. I can tell you this from experience, even though I have been a solo business owner for about eight years, I see these images of Boss Babe, entrepreneurial life, you know, this beautiful curated Instagram profiles with like their white backgrounds and their gold lettering and flowers. There's always flowers and they're all blonde. And I see these images of boss babe entrepreneurial life on social media and because they don't fit my reality, I start to feel like I am doing something wrong. And I feel like, wait, like I look at the mess behind the scenes and I'm like, oh shit. I think, no, I don't know. Like, I think I got in the wrong business or I, I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this right. And, you know, I have to take my breaks 
my you know my my vacations my little vacations a little spurts a couple of days here a couple of days there actually I came up with this plan with my friend um, Noaya uh, a couple months ago we sat down and told her look I have this issue where I don't know how to schedule my days um, in order to accomplish what I want to accomplish with the studio I have you know, translation projects can be overwhelming because they come from from the left sometimes and then they want these crazy deliveries or, you know, they pile up and then, you know, I, I, I don't know how to control the flow of work in a way that feels like I am doing, you know, and keeping up with everything and keeping on track. And she recommended that I just have to find the times during the day when I can just take a break, you know? Um, if I finish the project, if I finish something, stop casting about for something to do, just take advantage of the break. Just use it. Just, okay, this is my break now. This is my two-hour break. Okay, now this afternoon is free. I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to go do something fun. I'm going to go to the movies. And so it's all broken up. And, you know, I often have to put in some amount of work during the weekends or evenings. And partly th of, partly this is because I hate having a rushed Monday morning. I like to ease into the week. Monday morning for me is more about establishing priorities for the week and organizing each day so that I can get everything done with the least amount of pain possible. So conserving energy. I do this because since I am doing a lot of mental work, I need to conserve my energy so I can think better. Therefore, I need to leave spaces in my daily schedule where I can relax the mind and allow it to run free. And this takes some discipline actually because when I see that, okay, I everything's taken care of in terms of translation projects and I'm pretty much on track with my social media for my studio, my classes are prepared, everything is under control, I will look for something new to do, I will start something up. And so I need to be very careful and to remind myself that no, okay, this is an, an actual true break so i need to to treat it as such i'll go put in a movie or i'll i'll think of something fun to do some some somewhere fun to go and i do that and I, i take advantage of the opportunity and i recognize it but i have to be able to spot it and i need to have discipline to actually follow through because if i don't do that then i'll start working on something and then the next day something new comes up a new project or something i have to take care of And then I'm already burnt out from working on the other project. Mm. So, you know, this month, this last Monday, I returned to my more regular schedule after being sick for a week. And then before that, I had kind of like a, I don't know, it was like a, a strange period where there wasn't a whole lot of work. I was working more on studio projects and um, I managed to do some, some admin and reconfigure the space. I did some decorating and painting and all this stuff. So um, I'm getting back now to the more regular schedule as classes begin again. And so at the same time, I was still exhausted from being sick and very much in recovery. So my energy level was not what it's normally at. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to handle the day 
as planned. Normally on Mondays, I, I have to finish some projects in the morning, deliver some projects, plan the week, do some social media work, and I, I go to my training session at the gym um, with my personal trainer, and then after that, I sit somewhere and finish some more work, and then, you know, in the evening, I might cook or do some uh, chores, so, you know, it's kind of busy. I didn't have the burst of energy and excitement that I had a couple weeks ago when I was just like all of a sudden I had this burst of energy. And so I get a vigilant eye on how I was feeling. Um, a part of the reason I, I get sick sometimes is because I willfully ignore my body's signs to rest. And I definitely did this the day before I got sick. I want to get as much done as possible as if the world were going to fall apart if I didn't do this or that. I overworked myself. Um, I am traveling this week. I'm leaving uh, tomorrow, like I said. So I wanted to leave as much done as possible before I left and I think the stress of having that mindset was being very counterproductive it was like I wanted to come back with a clean slate and I had the stress of like oh crap what if I come back Sunday the 25th and I'm just exhausted and and don't feel like doing anything at all and I'm gonna have to force myself into it and I just I won't be able to think and I won't be able to focus because my mind will be in like desert space <laughs> still floating so um, it's rough you know when you come back from a vacation or a semi-vacation it's rough sometimes to get back to your routine so you know I, I just decided to embrace how I felt instead of forcing myself to feel a certain way I just I delivered my projects I went to the gym I did my social media posts according to plan I managed to do it all even though I didn't feel particularly excited about it and you know energy didn't become an issue in the end because I wasn't forcing myself to be like yeah let's go for it do it so that's the thing the excitement will ebb and flow some days you feel like you can conquer the world and others you feel like it's all pointless and you, you might as well stay in bed and staying the course of whatever project you're working on is about recognizing that embracing that and owning that some days i feel like wearing tons of makeup and quote-unquote looking the part others i just want to hang around the house eating soup in an oversized shirt all of these things are part of me. You know, I used to feel ashamed of that part of me that wanted to lounge in an oversized church. Not anymore. I embrace it. She's as much a part of me, of the entrepreneur and the creative and the studio owner, as the part that looks forward to a dance performance or a party. I am both the hermit and the extrovert, the doer goal crusher and the lazy YouTube binger. I need the lazy YouTube binging, soup eating, oversized t-shirt wearing part of me so that the makeup wearing energetic entrepreneur part can go out there and do her thing. Because keeping your energy up all the time is exhausting and it will lead to burnout. And I want to read you a little section from this book, Ignore Everybody, that's all about that. Put the hours in. Doing anything worthwhile takes forever. 90% of what separates successful people and failed people is time, effort, and stamina. I get asked a lot, your business card format is very simple. Aren't you worried about something, somebody ripping it off? 
and just a parenthesis, um, he basically developed this thing where he drew cartoons, little cartoons in the backs of business cards, and that became his thing, right? So a standard answer, only if they can draw more of them than me, better than me. What gives the work its edge is the simple fact that I've spent years drawing them. I've drawn thousands, tens of thousands of man hours. So if somebody wants to rip my idea off, go ahead. If somebody wants to overtake me in the business card doodle wars, go ahead. You've got many long years in front of you. And unlike me, you won't be doing it for the joy of it. You'll be doing it for some self-loathing, ill-informed, lame-ass mercenary reason. So, the years will be even longer and far, far more painful. Lucky you. If somebody in your industry is more successful than you, it's probably because he works harder at it than you do. Sure, maybe he's more inherently talented, more adept at networking, but I don't consider that an excuse. Over time, that advantage counts for less and less, which is why the world is full of highly talented, network-savvy, failed mediocrities. So yeah, success means you've got a long road ahead of you, regardless. How do you best manage it? Well, as I'm fond of saying on my blog, don't quit your day job. I didn't. I ran an office and go there every day, the same as any other regular schmo. When I was younger and had to remind myself that there was a world outside of my head, I drew mostly while sitting at a bar in the evenings, but that got old. Even after my cartooning got successful, I still took on corporate marketing and advertising gigs just to stay attached to the real world. Keeping one foot in the real world makes everything far more manageable for me. The fact that I have another income means I don't feel pressured to do something market-friendly. Instead, I get to do whatever the hell I want. I get to do it for my own satisfaction. And I think that makes the work more powerful in the long run. It also makes it easier to carry on with it in a calm fashion, day in, day out, and not go crazy in insane creative bursts brought on by money worries. The day job, which I really like, gives me something productive and interesting to do among fellow adults. It gets me out of the house in the daytime. If I were a professional cartoonist, I'd just be chained to a drawing table at home all day, scribbling out a living in silence, interrupted only by frequent trips to the coffee shop. No, thank you. Simply put, my method allows me to pace myself over the long haul, which is critical. Stamina is utterly important, and stamina is only possible if it's managed well. People think all they need to do is endure one crazy, intense, job-free creative burst and their dreams will come true. They are wrong. They are stupidly wrong. Being good at anything is like figure skating. The definition of being good at it is being able to make it look easy. But it never is easy. Ever. That's what the stupidly wrong people conveniently forget. If I were just starting out writing, say, a novel or a screenplay, or maybe starting up a new software company or an online retail business, I wouldn't try to quit my job in order to make this big, dramatic, heroic quest thing about it. I would do something far simpler. I would find that extra hour or two in the day that belongs to nobody else but me, and I would make it productive. Put the hours in, do it for long enough, and magical, life-transforming things happen eventually. Sure, that means less time watching TV, internet surfing, going out to dinner, or whatever. But who cares? 
<laughs> so anyway, I highly recommend this book. It has many, many gems, and he's just very has a very down to earth, real tone, as you can see. So um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. This has gone on long enough. <laughs> Um, I will leave an episode recorded for next week so that you don't miss me next week while I'm in New Mexico. All right, take care. Have a wonderful rest of the week. And remember to check out my Instagram page, Social Media Blues, and also send me an email with your requests, questions, comments, feedback to socialmediabluespodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Bye.